Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 266, which we are recording on Thursday, March 24th, 2022. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And what you wearing? I am wearing, or I have been wearing, my Beacon Pullover, which is a sweater designed by Shelley Anderson. It is a batwing pullover designed with skinny ribbed sleeves, a ribbed crew neck, and a ribbed waistband. So it's a fairly basic style. Shouldn't go out of style too quickly, I'm hoping. Batwing sleeves are kind of triangular big sleeves that come out from the whole side of the sweater. <laughs> I'm making a triangle with my with my hands. You guys can't see that, but big yes, triangle, that <laughs> wing sleeve. And I wasn't sure how I would like wearing the sweater, but turns out I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's warm and cozy. I didn't Yay. mind in the on lane number one, which is a lovely blend of merino and angora. Really nice yarn. I actually wanted to get some more and I was hoping to get some pairing. Do you remember when I tried to write to them and ask for some pairing suggestions? Yeah, that I, I looked up the email oh, yes. that was back in November and they sent me one response saying that they didn't have a document with suggested pairings, so I asked for some suggestions, and they never answered me. So I've been really disappointed oh, and haven't been able to use their yarn again, <laughs> because I don't know what to pick. It's really hard to try to match colors online. So customer service matters, you guys. If anyone can help with color matching on online yarns or know someone who can help me, please let me know. <laughs> well, you also ordered that skein of their mohair and you expected it to be a yes, different shade of pink. That is correct. So that would, th that would make me exactly, a exactly. more leery of trying to match colors online. Yeah. Like the gray that I used was fine because it's hard to go wrong with a gray, but if you're trying to match two different grays, there can be warm grays and there can be very cool grays. So it's hard to match mm -hmm. those blind when you can't get an exact or aren't sure if it is an exact match on a computer monitor, knowing that everybody's computer monitor shows yep. things a little bit differently as well. But I do love the sweater, and that is Beacon by Shelley Anderson. What are you wearing, Gail? I am wearing the sweater that I seem to always wear now, my Blue Sand Cardigan by La Maison Really Lee. And this is an open front cardigan that has a lot of positivities. I can easily pull it closed across my body, which I do throughout the day or the evening. And I went out to lunch today for the first time <laughs> and I don't remember how long. And so I actually put on clothes for going out. So I'm not wearing joggers and I'm wearing a collared shirt and I decided I was a little too cold. So then I threw on the basic bathrobe of a sweater, <laughs> but nobody else knows it's a bathrobe, so it's okay. But I was noticing as I was walking around that it really hits me right in the back of the knee. And a couple episodes ago, I was saying that I was 
looking for a sweater that's kind of a duster that would be big and open and flowy like that. And I was watching my shadow when I was walking outside in the sweater. And it does exactly what I was talking about doing. It like flows open as I'm walking and it just hits me right where I want it to hit. And I was thinking, well, do I knit another one just like this? Or do I find another sweater that's similar? So it's got me really thinking that that idea I had is a good idea. You're saying you want one in another color. Yes, because this one, the blue sand cardigan, it was designed for DK weight, and I used lace held doubled with mohair silk Mm -hmm. lace, so it's very light and very flowy. I don't think a DK version would flow quite as well as this one does, but it's a striped sweater, so it's three colors, and this one I used a light pink, a cobalt navy blue color, and then a natural color. And I chose those colors because they are what I had in stash mm-hmm. at the time. I knit this during the first year of the pandemic and I wanted something. I just wanted to start it and it's what I had. And it turns out it's a beautiful color combination. I adore it. And like I said, I wear it all the time. So maybe another one in a different color, but I don't think I want a striped one. I think a I solid, want a solid yeah. color. Yeah. So I don't know if I have enough of anything in stash to do that with a solid color, but it definitely meets the dream requirements I had of length, flowy, comfortable, pulls closed around the front. I just love that. That's this awesome. You know, then I would stick with what works. Why go to another pattern that's questionable? Go with one that you know, that's true. because it'll be completely different working on it in a different yarn and in a solid. It'll look so different. It will look completely different. And this also has a texture oh, in the pink right. stripe. So yes. yeah, it's stockinette everywhere, but of course that the edge. But it has this really cool textured stitch in the pink stripe on the sleeves and at the bottom, the bottom section of blue. And it's really pretty. And I could either omit that or just because it's not striped, I would maybe just do it on the bottom if I was doing a single colored sweater. So that would make it different too. But love the pattern. And I've knit it twice. I knit a version for Josie in fingering weight. And she wears hers all the time in the spring. So I highly recommend the pattern. Yeah, it looks good. So that is Blue Sand Cardigan. Thank you. What have you been stocking? So we have talked about Hinterstein's patterns before, specifically her series of domes around the world. We talked about it previously when she did a dome hat for the U.S. Capitol. And this year, in fact, just this month, she released one for a dome in Kharkiv, Ukraine. And I did a little bit of research and found out that it is the Annunciation Cathedral in Kharkiv. And Hinterstein is donating profits from the pattern to the Red Cross and has already raised 500 euros. Oh, that's awesome. So if you feel like purchasing another dome from the series and would like part of your monies to go to the Red Cross, this is a good option to look at. This dome is very different from the other domes because it has a brightly striped white and red base that goes around the hat. It's really cool. And 
the top of the hat, the dome itself, is knit in a third color. In this case, it's kind of a kind of a green gray. I think in the in her version of the hat, she's trying to emulate the original paint job on the Annunciation Cathedral, of course. So she's sticking with the actual colors. It's very different from the other domes if you look at it. It's it will be a quick knit. It is knit in Aran weight yarn, knit on a US 9 or 5.5 needle, and there's five different sizes. So it looks like a good little pattern. Excellent. So that yeah, so that one is Domes Around the World Kharkiv by Hinterstein. And then the next thing I am stocking is a fun pattern called Sunshine on My Shoulders by Lissy Jane. Have you seen this one, Gail? I have seen it. <laughs> this one is such a 70s vibe sweater. <laughs> like the name of the song it is taken from. And it, it's just fun. And it made me smile when I saw it. You know this, what it reminded me of? What? Do you remember the show Mork and Mindy? Like a yes. sweater that one someone on that show would have worn. That's what it made me think of. Yeah. Then yes. that was a show in the 70s, wasn't yes, it? Yes, exactly. 80s, yeah. So this one is worked bottom up using intarsia in the round, which sounds strange. Intimidating. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, intarsia in the round. And it creates the motif is a sunrise or a sunset, depending on the colors you choose. And the colors in the model somewhat look like a sunset over an ocean because the bottom body part of the sweater is done in blues that gradually get darker. And then you've got the round semicircle of the sun on top of the very top blue stripe. And then coming out in rays are different colors of yellow orange deepening to red and all the colors striped down the sleeves as well so there's a lot of color changes yes a lot of color changes <laughs> but it it just looks very retro very cool i i feel like you could probably do different scenes you could do a sunrise you could do a sunset you could do mountains, you could do a, a green field, you could do a city, city colors, you could, or an ocean like that. But it's just very 70s, very funky, very cool. <laughs> funky, that's a good word. I yeah. Like it. <laughs> I was trying to think of 70s words. I don't mm -hmm. know if that's a good 70s I dig it. reference, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that is Sunshine on My Shoulders by Lissy Jane. And then the third thing I am stalking is one called Jazzagal by Mary Anarella. Now, if you've ever watched the television show Schitt's Creek, you know who the Jazzagals are. <laughs> they were the singing group that the mom was in when she lived in this funky little town. So the Jazzagal top is a fairly basic top-down lace yoke pullover. And you know, I like basic. And this one also 
I think is suitable for some yarns that I have in stash, which is the reason that I started looking at it. So the way the pattern is written is for two yarns held together. I believe, let's see, it's written for a mohair and a fingering. And yes, I have those combinations in stash. I even have, I think I have mohair and lace that I could use for this too. So I have to figure out. It might be somewhat problematic as written for me because Fortunately, the designer did include a schematic. Gil and I really like this trend of having the schematic on the pattern page in Ravelry. And the one problem that I see for the sizing of this sweater for myself is that the bottom of the sweater and the chest of the sweater are the same measurements. And I generally prefer the bottom of my sweater to be larger mm -hmm. than the chest measurement of my sweater. So, since it's knit top down, that's fairly easy to fix. You just start doing some increases. So, if I do that, I'm going to have to figure a little more yarn than is called for in the pattern. But it will be a better fit for me if I do that. And then I was thinking, well, if I start changing it, is it really the sweater that I want to knit? Or should I just, for example, knit another Love Note sweater, which has oh. all those increases mm -hmm. written into it already? You know, it's sometimes when you change, this is not a huge change to a sweater, but sometimes when you change a sweater, you have to try to decide, am I, am I just wanting to knit a different sweater? So this one, it's cute. I think I might look at it again. I'll have to see how much yarn that I have and if it really works. Maybe knit a little swatch. This pattern, let's see, the sizes available are from a 31-inch bust to a 64-inch bust. And that is, she does not have the centimeter measurements on the pattern page it looks like and i can't do the maths in my head that quickly mm -hmm. nor can i so yeah so i didn't do that ahead of time sorry for those of you who do not use the inches but yeah it's not listed okay so 31 to 64 inches we'll go with that for now and that is jazzagal by mary anarella what are you stocking, Gail? Well, if any of you have already seen this sweater on Ravelry, you may have thought <laughs> me. I know Robbie did. <laughs> it's called Floriculture, and it's by Dawn Barker. Dawn Barker is the designer of the calico shawl that I knit that is assigned pooling. So she dyes a lot of assigned pooling yarns, and she said, I think on the pattern page, that someone asked her, does she knit based on her yarns or does she dye based on what she's knitting and she said for her they go hand in hand and if you look at the sweater you can see that it's a very pretty sweater that has interesting construction it's actually knit from the bottom front up to the neck and then down the back 
and then you pick up stitches for the sleeves and the sleeves down to the sides and then you fold it all in half and seam along the side seams and the under parts of the arm. And I think you could probably easily adapt that somewhat to just be knit in the round. But the cool thing about the sweater, in my opinion, is that it is striped with a fingering weight yarn and a silk mohair assigned pooling yarn. So in the pattern pictures, she uses a gray tonal fingering weight yarn and then that is striped with an assigned pooling silk mohair that is a natural color with pops of pink. And it's so pretty. I love the effect of this sweater. Actually, I take that back. It's not silk mohair. It's Surrey alpaca. And she dyed Surrey alpaca for the sweater, but alpaca makes me itch. So I've been looking around for silk mohair assigned pooling yarn. To get the same effect because I just love it. It's so pretty. It looks like a white and gray striped sweater with little pink flowers all over it to me. That's how it reads glancing at it. And I don't know what else to say about the sweater. It's just really pretty. I really <laughs> love it. Floriculture by Dawn Barker. And when I find the right yarn, I am definitely going to knit this sweater. I think, like cool. I said, I'll adapt it to probably be knitting around. I don't see the advantage of knitting it flat. Hmm. I'd have to buy the pattern and read why she did it that way. There may be a reason with the assigned pooling. That's why. what I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. The next thing I'm stalking is another new pattern. It's a sweater called Tsunanami. It's the Tsunanami cardigan, and it's by Ririko. And she said that that name means sand dunes. And if you look at the sweater, you'll see why. It's an open front cardigan, and she knit it with Holtzgarn Titicaca yarn, which is a lace weight, 100% alpaca, alpaca yarn. yeah. So again, I wouldn't use that yarn because alpaca makes me itch, but I know it's a very affordable yarn, mm -hmm. so I think it would be an affordable sweater. And it is open front, knit top down with raglan sleeve shaping, and she says you start with the collar, which has a really pretty cable detail. And then once you join the fronts and the backs, when you've separated for the sleeves, you start this lace pattern that's reminiscent of sand dunes. And it's A-line, so it gets wider at the bottom. And it's just really pretty. The lace pattern goes, like I said, from kind of right above the bust, probably, all the way down to the bottom until you get to the ribbing. And that cable detail on the collar is on the collar the whole way down. It's just really, really pretty. She knit it in a gray, and she has it styled over black pants and a black shirt, and it looks so classy. And I can see that this would also qualify for the type of duster type of sweater that I'm thinking of, mm. even though she, it looks like hers is a few inches above the knee length. But if I had enough yarn, I could obviously just keep knitting it longer. Yeah. So it's really, really pretty. Tsunanami Cardigan by Ruriko. And then the third thing I'm stalking is thanks to our friend Catherine, we were on our Zoom call talking about color work. And I don't know how many of you have heard of the color work technique called ladder back jacquard. It's a technique that you can use. You're doing color work and you're carrying the yarn that's not being used across the back of the work. That's called a float. And if your float is usually more than five stitches long, you catch your float. So you 
kind of do this twisting thing where you catch that float with the working yarn so that you don't have these big long pieces of yarn at the back of your work that you can catch your hands in and they just kind of are troublesome and they can cause your knitting to pucker. There are all sorts of reasons why you catch your floats. The problem is a lot of times when people catch their floats, you can see them on the right side of the work or you can see a little pucker in the fabric where that float happened. So the ladder back jacquard technique is a way to prevent that from happening. And Catherine had a very eloquent explanation of how it's done, which I cannot possibly replicate here. But (laughs) she said there's a pattern where she learned how to do it. And it's called It's Not About the Hat by the designer Susan Rainey. So as the name implies, you're knitting a hat, but it's not about the hat. You're learning how to do the ladder back jacquard technique. And the hat itself, it's really cool. The hat itself is knit in worsted or Aran weight. It calls, I think, for Malabrigo. And there's a colorwork fleur-de-lis pattern around the hat, and you're using ladder back jacquard to achieve that. And if you look on the pattern page, she has two hats side by side, one that's knit with ladder back jacquard, one that's knit with catching your floats, and you can see one is puckered and one is flat and even and perfect. And when I knit my unbearable hoodie sweater with the colorwork yoke, I commented that I didn't like the way my floats were puckering. This is how I could get around that ever happening. So I really want to try the ladder back jacquard technique, and I think I will try it on this hat. I don't know if I'll do that soon or if I'll wait until right before the next colorwork project I want to knit so that it's all fresh in my head. But if you're a colorwork knitter and based on the self-indulgent knit-along projects, a lot of you are colorwork knitters, you might want to check this one out. It's Not About the Hat by Susan Rainey. Okay. Okay, what are you knitting? In my hand, I have just cast on another hat, so I'm happy to say that I'm on track with my hat knitting for the year. Woohoo! Yeah, it's March and I haven't given up yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to hear that. Yes. So, well, last last year, I don't know when I fell off, but it happened relatively soon, so. Yeah, but we also tend to go in spurts. Definite spurts yeah. with the hats, yeah. so. And then the second thing I am working on, you heard Gail talking about her planned pooling pattern that she is stocking. Well, I have planned pooling yarn, and I have been swatching it, trying to figure out how to do this stitch, and what pattern to knit with it. And I still haven't quite hit upon the perfect combination yet, but I still love the yarn, and I'm going to hit on it soon. So, (laughs) yes, planned pooling swatch. (laughs) And then since I finished another project, I cast on for a pattern called the Tea Pullover by Hohi Locatelli. Now, this one is a fairly new pattern. It is a crew neck pullover with drop shoulder sleeves and very, very interesting construction. I can't remember if I, I don't think I've mentioned this one on the podcast no, I yet. I think it's, it it's, came it's, out since our last podcast, I think. Okay. And then last podcast, we stocked items or designers from Ukraine. Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So, 
This is like a love at first sight thing for you, I think. Yeah, I think so. This it basically had me on the release day because of the unique construction. And you guys know that I love, love, love unique construction. So this sweater is knit in pieces. And then at the end, you knit an I-cord. And the I-cord is woven through the cable edging. And the sweater is basically woven and tied together. Almost like a shoelace or a shoe. Yes. A, a shoelace on a on a sneaker type Good shoe comparison. or a trainer. You you pull the two halves together. And so you knit pieces for the two fronts, pieces for the two backs, and along the center front and along the center back. There's a big chunky cable. The sweater is knit in DK white yarn. So the cable is just, it's not a super chunky cable, but it's a cable that's knit in DK white yarn. So it's fairly large. And down the front and the back, each piece has a cable on the side. They're cables that they, what do you call it when they reflect each other? Mirrored? Yeah, they're mirrored so that they're both going in opposite directions. And you weave the I-cord through and tie the two pieces of the sweater together. And that just, that construction just had me. I had to make it. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully we'll see. I'm using some yarn that I've had in stash for a long, long time. And I wasn't sure for a while if it was going to work and I really put way too much thought into it about whether this yarn was going to work and finally I just swatched it up and once I swatched it up I thought what's the worst that can happen if I don't like it I rip it out right so we'll see that is the tea pullover by Hohi Locatelli what are you knitting Gail well we'll stay on the Hohi theme I'm working on my lounger cardigan by Hohi Locatelli. I'm almost done. So this was one of my self-indulgent knit-along projects, and I did not finish in time. However, I'm okay with that. And it's a top-down raglan-shaped sweater that's very long, and then it also has a hood. And right now, I am knitting the collar that goes all the way around the right front, around the hood, and down the left front. So lots of stitches on my needle, and it's cruising along very well. For the third time, I ripped out part of the body, or is it the fourth now? I can't keep track. But I calculated how much yarn I had left, and I knew I'd run out of the silk mohair, so I ordered another skein. But the other, so I should have said that, I'm holding together Woolmai's lace garn, which is a heavy lace weight, with a silk mohair yarn, so doubled. I could order more of the silk mohair, but the lace garn, I don't want to try to find more of that yarn. It comes in like a 1,700-yard skein. It's a massive (laughs) skein. So how am I running out of yarn? Well, I wanted the sweater to be as long as I could make it. So I think I knit it longer than I should have to still have enough yarn to do the collar. I ripped out all of the ribbing that I'd knit and then some of the body and started the ribbing sooner so that it's not as quite as long, but that's how much yarn I have. So that's yeah. how long it's going to be. 
Exactly. Yeah. But I think this also will, it won't hit as low as my blue sand does, but it's going to be that same floaty effect that I've come to love. So I hope I'll be done with it in the next couple of days because I think the hardest part for me of a pickup stitches collar is the picking up of the stitches. Yeah. Once I get over that and finally do it, then everything just goes. And the modifications I made is I made it much more A-line than the design. I did a lot more increases because I wanted that ability to pull it closed. And I changed up the ribbing. So she did... I think a two by two ribbing, maybe one by one, and I changed it into a broken rib, which I just think is more, it gives more texture. It's a little more unique. It lays flatter. And I'm glad that I made the decision. It looks really pretty. So hopefully I'll have that done in the next several days. I'm also still working on my Mill Creek hat by Katie Carroll, who is Katinka Designs. And that's just cruising along. It's a really fun hat to knit. So I already forgot what the brim includes. It, I think it's a broken rib or a slip stitch rib or something. It's really pretty. And then in the body of the hat, you do these really cool double yarn overs when you knit a stitch so that you have extra yarn to pick up and pull into a cable for this cool elongated stitch. It's really pretty. And you don't need a cable needle, especially I'm using a really toothy wool. So my stitches don't fall down at all. It's a really fun knit and it's really a cool effect. So that's the Mill Creek hat. And the third thing I'm knitting is still working on Josie's blanket. So I've knit five squares on the fifth row. So still a long way to go, but at the rate I'm going, I think I probably will get it done for her by Christmas time. So that's pretty cool. That's my goal. We'll see if I achieve it. I can't get it done by her birthday because that's the end of May and that's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot of knitting. Yes, an unpleasant yeah. amount of knitting really fast. My, <laughs> my body would complain mightily, so I'm not going yeah. to attempt that. We would like to thank our sponsor for this month, Fix-A-Stitch. Ever face the tedious task of having to drop down and correct a mistake in your knitting? The Fix-A-Stitch is here to help. It's a double-ended tool that uses a patented method to change stitches from knit to purl or purl to knit quick and easy. Check our website for great tutorials and other ways to use it. The tool comes in a package of three for light, medium, or bulky weights. A lace weight tool is sold separately. It's even bright pink, which makes it easy to find in your purse or your project bag. Fix-A-Stitch is available at local yarn shops around the country. More information is available at www.fixastitch.com. And in our show notes, not in our show notes, in our Ravelry thread for this episode and the last episode, I'm linking to a tutorial instead of just to the homepage for Fix-A-Stitch. So people who haven't seen how it works can easily see that. Perfect. Because I think it's hard to envision how it works. It is. Until it you is. see it. Yes. Because yeah, it's it a is. really cool tool. It is very cool. And like I mentioned, it's bright pink, which means you can find it easily in your yep. bag or purse. <laughs> a, um, I love that about it. All right. Thank you, Fix-A-Stitch. And what have you finished? Believe it or not, I have finished my long summer cardigan. Woohoo! Yeah. That's a big win. It's a big, big win. Now, this is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli, one that I started way back 
in August of 2021. And I put it aside because I made mine out of a very lightweight yarn. It's the Holstgarn Coast, which is a light fingering yarn, 55% merino, 45% cotton. So this is much more of a warm weather sweater for me. So I put it aside during the winter months. And recently when I finished another project, I needed something to knit while I decided what else to cast on. And I picked it back up, realizing that, hey, I had knit the sleeves. I only had a few more inches left. And it was kind of silly to have stopped when I did <laughs> because <laughs> only a couple inches left of the body. But that means it was easier to finish. It was an easy could, finish. Yeah. Although I have to admit, I'm saying I finished it, but I think I still have one sleeve of ends to weave in because oh, there so are ends. a lot of ends to this mm -hmm. sweater because it has some contrast color striping knit into the fabric. There's a texture, so you've got a little area of stockinette stitch, then you've got a garter strip stripe in the contrast color, then a little bit more stockinette in the main color, and then a contrast color garter stripe, and then a section of ribbing. It's like a rib pattern in the main color, and then a contrast stripe. So you can see how it goes on and on, and mm -hmm. yeah. I've got a few ends to weave in, but I did wash the sweater, and I also have to add how wonderful this yarn is when it blooms, because it changes into a completely different fabric. When you knit this yarn, the Coast, from Holst, the fabric seems very insubstantial and light, and once it blooms, the fabric, I mean, it's not heavier, but the yarn itself plumps up, so it kind of fills in the holes a little mm -hmm. bit, and it's really nice, and it gets soft and a little fluffy, a tiny bit of a halo. So very happy with this garment. I love the striping sequence, and yeah, I need, just need to get pictures with it we should do pictures together because yes. I still don't have pictures of mine yeah there's there's a few things that just because I'm not getting together with people pictures have been slow coming during the pandemic so yeah I asked Mike to take pictures of me wearing my KP pullover when I wore it and the pictures were awful. Mm -hmm. So I need someone with a good eye. Looks he even was careful and like smoothed out the hem. And Aww. I was so impressed that he did that. But the, I just looked awful in the sweater. So let's got to redo this. Let's plan a finished object photo date photo with T. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Okay. So that is Long Summer Cardigan from Hohi Locatelli. I'm not going to talk too much about that one because Gail recently finished one and I feel like we've kind of covered that sweater. And then I've also finished another hat. Gail and I were joking about the hats. My goal is to knit one gift hat a month 
this year. I tried to do that last year, failed, but then caught up at the end of the year. So this year, we'll see how many months I actually stay on track with the one hat a month plan. Well, why don't we just redefine it? (laughs) To 12 hats a 12, year. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter when you right. them. Right, it doesn't. Yeah. It really yeah. doesn't. Because like I said, we caught up last year, so. Yeah, you get in these spurts where it's like, all I want in is hats. I'm yeah, in it. exactly. Three hats this month. And, exactly. Yeah. But I was really excited to find that I had finished four. Because I, I thought that I had only finished three. And then this morning I was finishing my show notes and getting caught up and putting everything in Ravelry and realized, hey, I actually finished four. So So you're ahead. Yes, exactly. So I'm very happy about that. Have you finished anything, Gail? I have not finished a single thing. I almost felt guilty about that when I was writing my show notes yesterday. And I thought, (laughs) why on earth should I feel guilty about that? I know nobody will care that I haven't finished anything. So no, not a single thing. Usually you have the long laundry list of things you finished. So I think, (laughs) I think we're all fine. (laughs) I certainly hope so. Because lots of people have finished lots of things in the self-indulgent knit along. I am so impressed. So impressed. We like over 220 finished projects, I think. Have a, a beautiful thread of finished objects. I was telling Charlene that as I was looking at everything, writing up our show notes, I realized I have not been keeping up. I knew I wasn't keeping up in the chatter thread. I just didn't have time this time. But I also hadn't been checking into the finished objects thread, which usually during a knit along, I check it every couple of days and comment on everybody's things. And this time I just didn't have time. So looking through everything all in a row was like visiting old friends. It was so cool. But I was just thinking, oh my gosh, all these people that I missed chatting with for these months of the knit along made me feel like I really missed an opportunity. So I don't think I'm going to let that happen again. Yeah. So I don't know what you did for a summary, but I have a couple things that I wanted to call out about kind of general trends in the knit along and a couple of specific finished objects before we go into the prizes. Same. I had written down a couple of small notes. My first thing that I noticed was socks. So many socks. And (laughs) all the socks are just beautiful. I, I noticed socks because the last time I was on a sock knitting frenzy, I was mostly knitting just plain stockinette socks. And most of these were fancy socks. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, at least with self-striping yarn. Yeah. And like, several people, it was their first pair ever of socks. So there was a lot of beautiful socks. Mm-hmm. A lot of, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of color work. Oh, stunning color work. Oh, my goodness. And pullovers are definitely the trend. Definitely. There were... There are fewer cardigans, like percentage-wise, to pullovers than there have been in the past, I think. I think think you're right. That's probably pattern-driven, because I have noticed for the last couple of years that pullovers do seem to be where the trend is right now. So pullovers over cardigans. That also works with color work, though, unless you want to speak. That's true. If, yeah, you're probably going to knit a pullover if you're doing color work, rather than a cardigan. So that makes sense to me being pattern driven as well. 
I also noticed gnomes. Oh, yes. Lots there and were lots gnomes. of gnomes. I know that there's a gnome craze going on, and it was so cute to see so many adorable gnomes in the finished objects. So some of the other things that I noticed that I thought were really sweet was a lot of charity knitting. A lot of people were knitting hats for charity. One person knit a lot of animal beds and animal blankets for charity. The pet beds. And I loved the yes. photos because she had some photos with real animals and some photos with stuffed animals. And I just loved oh, looking through them. Cute. They were very cute. <laughs> very, very cute. And we often get hand spinning in the FOs. And Adrian had mm -hmm. some beautiful hand spun yarn. I had noticed that as well. And we also had some embroidery. Our friend Tess did some beautiful embroidery work, including she embroidered a picture of her parents on their wedding day, which I still don't know how she did it, but is incredible. So very, very beautiful stuff. And I know if Jess had been participating, she could have put some of her embroidery in there as well. So it's nice to see multi-craftual stuff happening in the FOs. I yeah, love that I do trend. Too. And there were two things I wanted to call out. So sorry for everybody who's suffered a loss and or injury and or illness during the Nether Long. There were things like Lyme's disease and broken arms and all sorts of stuff. So I hope everybody is healing and healthy out there. None of that sounded like fun. <laughs> and there were a couple of things that looking through, I had either never seen the pattern or never seen it knit the way it was knit for the knit along. So one of the things I wanted to call out was knit by Sarah, who is Sal Pal, and she knit the Marianas shawl. It is gorgeous. It's a two-color fingering weight shawl with feather and fan stripes, garter stripes, and then a stockinette stripe with baubles in it. And it's gorgeous. I had never seen it before, and it's really pretty. I know you and I both love mm -hmm. feather and fan. So I had to call that one out. Very beautiful work, Sarah. And then Julie, who is JRS on Ravelry, she knit a pattern called Solin, which is translated to The Sun, by the designer Marianne Isiger. And I don't know if she's related to the yarn line hmm. or not, but this one is beautiful. It's a pullover, and the front has colorwork polka dots. It's so cool. Some people did big giant polka dots. Some people did more... And smaller polka dots, some people did really tiny ones in the yoke and bigger ones on the body. I just loved it. I'm a sucker, as you know, for polka dots and things <laughs> like that. And I just thought this was a really, really cool sweater. So that's The Sun by Marianne Isiger. And a couple things that I've stocked in the past, and I know you've stocked one of them too. Our friend Brenda knit The Gracious yes. pullover. And it is gorgeous. So pretty, Brenda. Oh my gosh, she used... A pink, a brown, I want to say a yellow, but that's probably not right. Now I can't remember all a, four colors. I think it but... was a cream, a yellowish cream. Yeah. Okay. But it was just so pretty. It made me think, I do really need to knit that I, sweater. I have that one on my list too, because I have stocked it in the past and that her mm -hmm. version of it made me consider it as well. Yes. All over again. Yes, yep. exactly. And then two people... Kayung and Diane both knit the Ginny's cardigan by Andrea Mowry, which I don't know if I've stocked it on the podcast, but I've considered knitting it many times. It's a fairly simple looking top-down cardigan with some texture with 
pearl rose and it has a really nice shell collar and a tie belt and it's more high hip length than uh you know cover your assets length really pretty sweater and they both knit beautiful versions of that and then two other interesting ones and it's funny because you would think that when you're looking through five-ish pages of finished objects where almost everyone did more than one project so it's not like you're looking at 25 per page you're looking at more like 40 50 per page you'd think by the end of that you'd be getting bored <laughs> not at all <laughs> in our group the i think the last two posts had some of the coolest projects did you see yes, Miriam's? I I know oh, exactly which one you're talking about. I was love it. I was going to say everybody has to go look at that one too because she was the only one that really like dressed to a character. Yes, it's called the Leaf Slipover, and that's spelled L E I F. And I don't know how to describe it other than it's sleeveless with a giant hood. It crosses over in the front. And she had something tucked into it, which was probably like a fake sword yes, or something. Yes, it was. And she said that now she's ready if she ever wants to do Game of Thrones yes, cosplay. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was kidding, but it's a cool, cool It's very look. cool. She said as she was knitting it, because it's knit in this super chunky yarn... So as she was knitting it, she felt like she was creating chain mail. And then when she put it uh. on, she got that vibe from it even more. So she's totally dressed in character. It's a great photograph. <laughs> yeah, she looks like a huntress or, you know, a goddess that you don't mess yes. with her, man. She looks wonderful. Congratulations, Miriam. And she finished everything on her self-indulgent knit-along list. And she always has a brilliant very long list. She knit a ton of beautiful wow. stuff. Yeah. And then Sarah, I think this may have been the very last post. I can't remember for sure. She's nomadic knitting. She knit a daisy square cardigan. So it was crocheted blocks with daisies in them that was pieced together. And it is awesome. It is so cheery totally and awesome. happy and beautiful. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Mary, Mary Cast, if you haven't seen that one yet, you've got to check it out. And if you haven't, if you haven't already crocheted something similar, I would be surprised because that seems like something that Mary would just yeah, rock. I agree. So I wanted to mention a project from A. Spriegel, aka Alex. She knit this huge dog sweater for a large standard poodle and this poodle <laughs> just so looks so proud and he's got apparently a new do he's got his his little do on his head all done up it was a mohawk yeah wasn't it? <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he's got his new sweater on and he looks so proud that one was really cute and she also showed her grandson's sweater, which is adorable. And the grandson is equally adorable as well. Uh -huh. So that was one I noticed. I also like a sweater from Knit Crit, a.k.a. Martha. Now, Martha often attends our knockers retreats. And so just from seeing what she has knit and brought to the retreats before, I always look at what she knits because we often have the same taste in sweaters and end up knitting the same sweaters. And so she knit one called Rituals, which is a design similar to the super, or wait, what is it? Simple summer sweater. 
it's it's like a cross between Sisurus and the simple summer sweater by Hohi Locatelli. And I really loved her version of that. And I could see definitely see myself making that one as well. And then in the past, I have seen this yarn from Swan's Island. I can't remember what it is called now, but I know it's from Swan's Island and it's a yarn that has like these white undyed flecks in it. It's it's almost like it was not tie-dyed, but it was almost dyed with that effect so that you still have undyed areas in the yarn. It's called their Firefly Eye Cap. Okay, that's it. And let's see, Tammy Susie, aka Tamar, knit a V-neck boxy. And it looks so cool in that yarn. It It just looks like little white flecks, almost spotted. And now that I have seen it on a sweater that I absolutely love, now I want to go shopping for that yarn again. Because I know we have seen it years ago. Yes, years ago we saw it. And I think we were both considering buying a skein of it because I, I, I remember having the navy blue speckled one in my hand. And so I guess they're still making it, and that might be something for us to try in the future. I have a sweater quantity. Oh, you do? <laughs> I That was one of those yarns where you walk away and you think about it all yeah. the time. And then our friend Diane in San Francisco, she knit, I don't remember which sweater pattern she picked, but for one of our knit-alongs last year or the year before, she used it. And I thought, I just yeah. love that effect so much. If I don't buy it now, it, it might not be. It. Exactly. That's why I say maybe they're still making it because I know that when we saw it, it was pre-pandemic. And you just don't know if companies like that are still around and still making the same kind of yarn. I just haven't found the perfect pattern, but I I look forward to knitting up that yarn someday. It's really pretty. Yeah. And then... Let's see, this Daisy Knits, a.k.a. Christy, she knit several beautiful sweaters. I think she had four sweaters listed. And the thing I noticed about all of her sweaters is her use of color. She has beautiful use of color in all of these sweaters, particularly one called Flight of the Goldfinch I really like. It has these amazingly colorful striped sleeves while the body is all one color. And these sleeves are just all in different colors. I really liked that one. That one's a new pattern to me. I hadn't seen that before. And then, oh, Penguin Pal, a.k.a. Carol. She knit a beautiful Pacific Crest pullover. (gasps) She did. That made me all over again (laughs) want to knit it. That was gorgeous. And I love my Pacific Crest pullover. And I loved her Pacific Crest pullover. That was very, very cool. So it's fun seeing different versions. It's fun seeing everybody's colors. I could just go through and give everybody hearts. I love them all. I did. I literally did. (laughs) I absolutely love them all. It was so fun. So I, I second what Gail said, five pages of fun projects to look through. Yep. It was a very good use of time. It made me so happy. Thank you for everyone who participated. And if you happen to be suffering from low knitting or crochet mojo, 
I highly recommend you check out the FOs. It could inspire you pretty I think quickly. So. I absolutely agree. Okay, and we have some prizes. I'm super excited. So the first prize is one of the beautiful handcrafted wooden yarn bowls from John Cast. He's the husband of Mary, who is Coney Hot Dog on Ravelry, and he makes the most incredible wood project bowls and notions boxes and things. And the first winner is post 93. She is Joyce and her Ravelry name is These Joys. And she knit a beautiful fireside pullover, which is a pattern by Jane Richmond, and a beautiful shawl called Tales from the Isle of Purbeck by the designer Annie Rowden, who I'd never heard of. And the I think it was a mystery knit-along shawl, and it's really pretty. They're both gorgeous projects. The next prize goes to Anya, who is Grand Aiden on Ravelry, for her Sylvatica by Anna Husman and Winter Crop by Jessie Maid with matching sweater for her chihuahua. <laughs> and I have to put in a plug for her Sylvatica. She took a picture of her grandfather's, who is a photographer in Mexico. She asked him for his favorite nature shot. And he sent this beautiful picture of a tree. And she had gone on a binge for Shibui Yarns. And she matched all of her yarn to the colors in the tree and knit that Sylvatica, which is a colorwork intarsia, beautiful. I'd never seen the pattern before. It's incredible. You've got to go look at her post number 65. It's so cool. It's just amazing. And then the picture of her with her dog in the Aww, matching sweater. Are yeah, also very adorable. cool. And Anya wins a wooden notions box, also from John Cast. And Gail and I have little wooden notions boxes, and they're very cool. You're going to love it. (laughs) Yeah, they're gorgeous. The next prize goes to Post 30. That's Megan. The Grumpy Bagel is her Ravelry name. We've met her at Stitches. And she knit two patterns. She knit the Equatorial Night's Cow by Audrey Nicklin. And she used um, her own pattern, or didn't even use a pattern, to knit a bias cowl with mini skeins. And Megan, you win a skein of yarn that's from Charlene by way of Eat, Sleep, Knit. And then the next winner is Deborah, who is Goldie Girl on Ravelry. She knit several things. She knit the Water Lilies by You Knit Toronto, the Nutmeg Socks by Tanya Barley, and the Velvet Mirror Cowl by Andrea Mowry. And she wins a skein of yarn from Gail through Eat Slip Knit. And the next winner is post number 30. That's Amber. She's a woolly wander. And she knit Christmas socks with her own pattern. And they're also fancy because she used her own pattern and they're striped Christmassy socks. And she wins a pattern from Brenda Castile. And then Sue, who is Ferret Sue on Ravelry, she knit the Lusky Hood by Kiyomi Bergen and Sachiko Bergen, Intersections from 52 Weeks of Socks by Marceline Smith. Oh, that's right. She couldn't (laughs) knit for a few weeks. Yep. She wins a Brenda Castile pattern. Yes. And the next one, post 44, is Ana Lucia, Running on Yarn. 
and she knit The Bird Watcher by Casapinka, and she obviously loves Casapinka's designs because she also knit Cut the Scrap Cowl, and that one she knit yes. in her yarn <laughs> swap yarn, so it has some special significance, and it's beautiful. Anna, you get a Brenda Castile pattern, too. Anna, who is single mom power, knit the Norwegian Marius, which is a patterned sweater. She also knit three pillows. I think she said it was called also the Marius pattern. Yeah, she said that she fell in love with that design and she's yeah. made all sorts of stuff with that particular design. Yeah. A Norwegian pattern that you often see in like a navy blue or a bright blue on a white background or red on a white background. I know that when I, after I read her description and then I saw the pillows, it's like, oh yeah, I've seen that before. So she also knit the Hearthsong socks and she wins a Brenda Castile pattern. And she mentioned that that's a Cat Bordy sock pattern and that she still hears Cat's yes. voice every time she looks at the sock. So that <laughs> yeah. was really, really sweet. And then our last prize winner is post number 88, Sierra, who is Aspen Snapdragon. And she knit a beautiful tunic sweater called Hearth by Pam Allen, which I'd never seen before. And then, I hope I can pronounce this even close to properly, the Bjorg Mittens by Strikasoff by Sophie. And she also gets a Brenda Castile pattern. So everybody who won, please contact me, Gailey Whaley, on Ravelry, and I'll coordinate your prize. If you won one of Brenda's patterns, please let me know which of her patterns you'd like so that I can give her that message, hopefully all at once. She was involved in a car accident. She was crossing with the green light in a crosswalk, and she was hit by a car. So she's in doing some recovery, and if I can only give her one email, that will hopefully make her life easier. And if Brenda, if you're listening, I hope you're doing well. Okay. All right, so thank you everyone who donated prizes and who participated. Love this knit along, just like our Colors of Fall knit along. And, oh, have you seen the Colors of Fall? I just looked this colors morning. Fall? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I want to scream and jump up and down because I'm so excited. So, yeah, the colors of fall are out there. And maybe we can put links in a Ravelry thread so folks can start thinking. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we don't start that one until, yeah. what, yeah. June? We don't start for a while, but it's fun to look at the colors. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for listening. Happy knitting, and we'll be back in two weeks. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley. 